we said. The Press Box. For Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers, Mike Grace here welcoming you into another edition of the Press Box Podcast, where we offer you just a slice of what you can hear each and every weekday on great radio stations around the state of Alabama and online at PressBoxRadio.com. The Press Box Radio Show offering you a chance to fall into a Press Box paradise. Thanks to our friends at Meyer Vacation Rentals, Breakline Optics, and the Press Box, your chance to win a three-night stay in a two-bedroom golf front condo, plus a great prize package from Breakline Optics, our friends at Gator Coolers, and much more. You'll find all the details online, pressboxradio.com. Go there to register, and then follow us on social media as well for extra chances to enter. That's all at PressBoxRadio1 on Twitter and Facebook. All right, now to today's podcast, where we had a chance to talk to the host of ESPN's College Game Day, native of Muscle Shoals, Alabama, graduate of the University of Alabama. That is Reese Davis, and we talked to him about having football back for 2021. It was great to have football in 2020, but it just wasn't the same. There's no doubt about that. The soundtrack was missing. The movie score, as it were. You you would go into stadiums, or in our case, do college game day in an empty stadium, and it just felt and sounded different. And it felt as if a giant piece of the atmosphere and the sport were missing. And I'm looking forward to having that restored this year and i think it will uh, uh create a lot of excitement you know we had a, a seminar zoom call as we're still doing those as many of you are i'm sure and yesterday with our game day group our content uh group or the, all of our producers and associate producers and uh production assistants and so forth and we had one of our uh, ratings experts come on and talk about uh, ratings trends and one thing that was across the board not just for game day but for college football generally is that fans said that they were less interested uh, by a fairly significant number largely because it didn't seem and i'm oversimplifying here but because it didn't seem as exciting and you know without the without the crowds there with no fans there they felt it was less entertaining now that's not hardcore alabama fans who are going to be interested whether there are two people in Bryant Denny or 200,000, you know, there uh, or and many other schools fall in that same category. But, you know, for a lot of fans who, who make up a large portion of our audience, uh, not having that soundtrack, not having that energy provided by the crowd made a big difference to them. Reese Davis, our guest in the press box, it's JD down in Mobile. And, you know, if those uh, ratings consultants, I know you're not going to have uh, a, a you know a replacement in the hole for Maria Taylor, but if you want to tell them you got a guy that could fill in for the departed Tom Rinaldi, I'm here. I'm not as great a rider, but I am dangerous with a box of crayons. I'd love to take that spot for you and join you on game day. If you don't, I understand that as well. Well, you'll have to have you'd have to have a steel cage match with Gene Wojciechowski and yeah. Gene, the former Tennessee ball uh, wide receiver, is a pretty scrappy dude. So I don't know that uh, and, you know Gene already had a role, but we, you know we're certainly going to miss Tom and Tom and I. Are, really, really close friends, but uh, we're, we're also excited about expanding Gene's role. I don't know that anyone has been more supportive of me during my seven years on the show in terms of, you know, Gene will, will come by and his piece will be done and he'll, he'll come by and he'll say, you know, Hey pal, can I call anybody for you? Can I, can I look into anything for you? Is there anything you need? He, he's unbelievable, and we all know he's you know he's an award-winning writer, bestseller. He's won Emmys for pieces that he's done, and while Tom was brilliant, 
uh, you know, Gene is Gene's already significant role is going to be enhanced. So, uh, you know, I appreciate your box of crayon offer, but uh, I'm not I'm not <laughs> sure Gene's gonna gonna Gene and Jen Latta, who's also going to have her role expanded. I'm not sure that they're going to let you in there that easily. I, I wouldn't like my chances against him anyway. He's got me about, <laughs> about seven inches uh, much taller. Reese Davis with us inside the press box. We wanted to have you via Zoom. I don't think we could have gotten all of the uh, game day Emmys in the shot behind you, though. But seriously, speaking of game day, uh, after Chris Fowler's departure, I want to talk about your rise and going back to your Alabama roots. Did you see yourself as a as a senior in high school in Northwest Alabama or in college at the Capstone of being where you are today? Uh, and, and do you look back on that often? Uh, I, I don't, to be honest. with you. I mean, maybe from time to time. But I think that there's so much to do in the present that you sort of stay focused on that. And I, I, maybe I've been listening to Nick too much, but, you know, maybe there'll come a time when it's over that I look back on it. You know, that's sort of the answer you get uh, from him when you try to get him to put his career, which is obviously much greater than mine. I'm not trying to draw a comparison, just a yeah. comparison of the answers. Um, you know, I, I had I had belief in what I could accomplish, but I didn't know what I was doing. You know, when I was a senior in high school, I know I knew what I wanted to do. What I mean by that is I didn't know exactly the path I uh, the things I needed to do to pursue the path. I I, uh, often describe when I talk to students or other people who are aspiring to uh, have a career in broadcasting that uh, in many in many respects, I sort of feel like, uh, you know, when you have to get up in the middle of the night in a strange place in a hotel room or something to go to the to go to the bathroom and all the lights are out, you forgot to leave a light on, and you're just kind of walking with your hands out in front of you, waiting until you run into something and say, okay, now I go this way. Um, that's that's sort of how I felt in the early portion of my career, and um, you know, fortunately for me, I, I sort of kept at it. Uh, there were a lot of talented people that. You know, in, in broadcasting, as you guys know, it can it's not, you know, it's not breaking rocks. I'm not trying to say it's the most difficult job in the world, but it can be frustrating. And there are many, many talented people that I worked with early in my career who got a little frustrated by by the process, whether it was lack of pay, lack of support, lack of equipment, whatever it might be. And things are different now with the advances in technology. But, you know, in the late 80s, early 90s, um, there were many people that I know that uh, had a world of talent that just got sort of tired of the grind, and that that's no that's no knock at them. They wanted to do something else with their lives, and that's perfectly acceptable. Um, and so I just sort of kept running into stuff, you know, in in the dark room, and finally uh, finally found found a way out. But you know, I don't I don't reflect on it a lot, but I do. I, I will say that I don't know that the goal ever changed. I wanted to have those prominent covering college football that I could have. And even when, uh, you know, my previous contract was up and my representative, you know, Nick Kahn and I at the time were talking, it wasn't, the goal wasn't to take college game day. Though though college game day, I believe, hosting that is the best job in television, um, that wasn't the goal. The goal was what's the most prominent thing that I can do that's available to me, you know, and that was the way we pursued it rather than, and I think that's probably the wise way to pursue it. Like if you're in news and you say, I want to host Good Morning America. Well, what if that, you know, what if that job just doesn't come open? Then maybe you have to, you know, host today or, or you know, the, the CBS version of it, whatever it might be, and the Fox version of it, whatever. Um, it's, you know, that's sort of how I pursued it. I love the sport. 
I love television and, and doing the shows. I love being close to college football. That was the sport I wanted to be involved in the most. And what's, what's the place where we could do that on the biggest stage. And as it, as it turned out, uh, because, you know, ESPN was able to find a way to let both Chris and me, um, you know, pursue what we wanted to do from a, a career standpoint. And it, it worked out well for both of us. I mean, we have Reese Davis inside the press box with us. Uh, Chris out today recovering from a procedure. It's Mike Grace, J.D. Byers, and uh, from our Breakline Optics studio. Uh, you were getting it done, though, in the classroom. Cum laude from the University of Alabama. I put that on my resume, and I got nicknamed George O'Leary. Uh, but moving on. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Well, we deal with this every day, Reese. So, so, yeah, yeah. I never made good. a B or I'll an you, A. I'll tell you what, I was covering back when I had to do news. Uh, sometimes I, I think it's like this. I, um, uh, I, I went to cover graduation at, at Stillman college and I, I wish I could recall the gentleman's name who was given the commencement address. It was, it was a brilliant commencement address. And, uh, he, he said, uh, he had two lines that I remember he was talking about, uh, putting value in your life and not just, you know, trying to match up with what the world, so to speak, might expect of you. And yeah. so he, at one point, a couple of the things he said was that he referred to, you know, buying, you know, uh, a bunch of material things. And he referred to buying uh, Mercedes and, uh, and and he stopped and paused. His timing was was brilliant. And he said, oh, you think I mispronounced that? He goes, he said, you just go buy one and wait until you say Mercedes payments are killing me. And uh, so, so I remember that. And then he said that he had, uh, he had graduated. Thank the good Lord. And uh, sometimes I, I feel like that's probably more accurate for me. He is Reese Davis, the uh, Muscle Shoals native and Alabama grad who now hosts College Game Day on ESPN. Uh, we get back to football, we hope, here in a couple of weeks, uh, Reese, but it will be much different than what we saw a year ago, not just because of the fans. So much is changing in college athletics. We've got the transfer portal. We've got name image likeness. We've got conference realignment. We've got the future of the NCAA. Where do you where do you think college athletics and college football in particular sits right now? And which of those items is the biggest one facing them right now? Uh, I mean, I think everybody's going to get used to the name image alignment. Transfer portal's a big deal, but uh, here, here's where I stand on it. These are grown men and women, and they deserve to be able to choose where they go to school and where they play, particularly if you are not, if you are uh, standing firm and saying that they are not your employees. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have much sympathy for coaches who complain about roster management because that's their job. And I've been around this enough, not only covering it, but also with, with my son being a division one athlete, um, you know, and he hasn't necessarily gone through this portion of it, but we're close enough to it to know that um, coaches find a way to move guys around if that's what they need to do, you know? And so I don't have a lot of sympathy for that. I do have, I do have some, some empathy for them if they're trying to take care of the players and some of them aren't, some of them aren't uh, just oh, yeah. be blunt about it. So I don't worry about the transfer portal. I do understand and think the coaches, many of them are correct that sometimes a, a young man or a young woman at that stage in life might, might make a, an error in judgment and choosing to leave too quickly. That's certainly true. But all of us in any walk of life make mistakes. And, and we, 
and we learn from them, and they should have the right to choose if you're not going to pay them, uh, you know, from the university. Which, by the way, I I do not advocate. I don't think the the schools should be in business of paying them directly. However, name, image, and likeness is something that all of us have, and I I'm thrilled to death that the, this long overdue thing has happened, and that players have a right to capitalize on their popularity and prominence if they are in uh situations that that benefit them as every player at alabama and auburn and many other schools in the south are and they can do anything from you know bryce young making several apparently several hundred thousand dollars to dj uyangalule being in fansville for dr pepper or if it's just someone on the squad who can you know make a cameo for somebody's birthday party or show up or sign a few autographs, um, or run a camp, uh, there is nothing in the world wrong with that. And there is nothing in that that compromises their education. And and there is all, there is all, somebody always has something that someone else doesn't have. I don't know if you guys are Seinfeld fans, but if oh, yeah. you remember, I don't know, you remember the episode where, Sein, where they're accusing Jerry being, I think it was Keith Hernandez episode, and Elaine says to Jerry, uh, are you jealous uh, of You're sticking it to me. me. And he goes, oh, I'm jealous of everybody. <laughs> and it was a funny joke, but it also is reflective of the human condition. Yeah. So I, I think that over time, that whatever issues you might have with you know, Bryce Young or JT Daniels getting a lot more money than, uh, you know, than the uh, freshman uh, offensive lineman, I think those will ease out, and it'll be sort of like, uh, you know, like Nick said the other day in the NFL, it gets you ready for the NFL. Not everybody makes the same salary. So it's, um, you know, I, I don't have any problem. In fact, I'm happy NIL is here, um, and I think the transfer portal will eventually settle down because you are finding guys sometimes left without a seat or without a seat that they would, uh, they would prefer to have. And so some of that I think will settle down over time. I know we're the highlight of your day, but you've got other things to do. Uh, Reese Davis with us, an important guy with a, a, a hefty schedule. We'll wrap with this, about 30 seconds left. Do you continue the Thursday night play-by-play? That's kind of the, the three of us here on this show. We're all play-by-play guys. I've always enjoyed your play-by-play calls. Is that still part of your schedule? No, I haven't done that since I started game day, but I do have some games. Kirk and I are doing the Labor Day game. Uh, uh. Ole Miss and Louisville, and then on uh, in the following week, while Fowler's at the U.S. Open, uh, whatever game that crew does, that has not been determined yet. He and I will do that one. So I get a couple of them, uh, and I, I enjoy doing it as well. So I look forward to those opportunities too. Reese Davis, host of ESPN's College Game Day, kind enough to join us here inside the Press Box. My partners Chris Stewart and J.D. Byers reminding you again, if you like what you hear on the Press Box Radio Show or this Press Box podcast, couple things you can do for us first of all subscribe that way you'll get it every time a new version comes out if you would rate us review us that'd be great too and even better if you tell a friend they can find us wherever they find their favorite podcast apple and google plus iHeartRadio, spotify stitcher tune in wherever you find your favorite podcast simply search for press box radio one that's press box radio and the number one to find the press box podcast for chris and for jd this is mike saying so long for now inside the press box